It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Well, it's always been a dream of mine to co-host a show with broadcast legend Jay Baker, and my dream comes true today as the Adam Ritz Show sails on with co-host Mr. Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. This is a blast. I love the studio. Uh, Thank you so much. We're in a real radio broadcast studio recording the show. Uh, live to tape, as they say, and this will broadcast across America on uh, terrestrial FM and AM radio stations as their public affairs radio show. We dive into topics that help humanity, foundation work, charity work, philanthropies, cancer awareness, and the like. And uh, I'm proud to have you on the show to talk about uh, some topics uh, that will hopefully uh, help out uh, mankind. Thanks. I appreciate that. And you are correct. You know, I think sometimes in broadcasting, we forget how important public affairs are because we're so busy broadcasting, telling you about the latest, greatest mattress sale or, you know, tires are on sale. Really, there's a whole sector of humanity that uh, could use a little, uh, you know, as you said, a little tip in, learn about some important events in town and some very important safety items as well. I do a lot with sports radio and athletic departments, and uh, to sort of piggyback what you just said, there are so much negativity in the broadcast space. You throw in social media, and journalists, as well as just some guy in his basement on his Twitter account, they love the bad news. You know, bad news sells clicks, advertising. So when something goes south, it's a headline fast, and, right. and organizations race to the finish line to try to get that negativity out there. And this show, hopefully the purpose of this show, what our goal is, is to try to bring some positivity uh, into the broadcast space and through social media. So we're going to try to touch on some stories, human interest stories even, that have positivity and inspiration. Uh, So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that helps uh, cancer research or uh, a donation or a of actual money amount to raise to help uh, a group of people that need your help. Although we're going to cover that, we're also going to cover some stories that just uh, are inspirational, maybe make you smile and make you think, you know what, this is, a, this is a good place to be. Well, you're absolutely right about positivity. There was a story not too long ago where entertainer Donnie Wahlberg was dining, and I think it was uh, like a Waffle House restaurant on the east side of Indianapolis, and he left an absolutely major tip because he knew how hard it was to be a waitress at a Waffle House at two in the morning, you know, because he was just going through on the tour bus. And, uh, you know, it's stories like that that get shuffled away because wouldn't that have been more sensational if Donnie Wahlberg were caught in some huge scandal as opposed to doing something very positive for somebody? And there probably are some stories that Donnie can share that are maybe not appropriate for a no, public affairs. No, absolutely show. not. But I do find that interesting, as you said. You know, celebrities, we we really revel in their misfortunes. And mm-hmm. those are the kinds of things that tend to lead as opposed to, hey, did you know that this guy's a great philanthropist or this guy really helped a kid somewhere or brought a bunch of kids backstage from a local youth group or something like that? That's the stuff that probably never gets 
talked about very much. Well, this is the Adam Rich Show, uh, underwritten by Vibonomics, and you can learn more about them at vibonomics.com. It's a marketing company, software platform, music and messaging. They're taking care of uh, audio experience in retail uh, across America with music and voiceover, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very cool company uh, if you'd like to check them out at vibonomics.com. V-I-B-E, Vibe. Economics, just like economics, vibonomics.com. So, thank you to our friends at Vibonomics for making this show possible. Uh, Jay, I can't help but notice that you have some copy in front of you. Well, I'm excited uh, when you said we're going to do a public affairs show and this is about helping other people. You know, it was interesting to me to bump into some things online that I never ever knew about. And uh, as you pointed out, there's certain products, certain times of the year there is some consumer safety you have to think about. And you were the one that brought up, this is that time of year when, unfortunately, there's a number of Americans out there that end up heating their home with a portable heater of some kind. And we also hear very tragic stories. It doesn't take long within your community to read uh, about something occurring. And believe it or not, there are more than 25,000 residential fires and more than 300 deaths that are caused each year by space heaters. And you'd think they're actually pretty deadly. Now, they're effective when used as directed. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, this sounds so simple, but you're like thinking, hey, there are portable heater tips. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of it is common sense. They say to keep your space heater at least three feet away from furniture or other combustible materials. Don't place heaters on carpets or rugs, which is, I think, you know, if you think about it, that's probably the one omission that a lot of people do. Uh, Never leave a space heater on when an adult is not present. Never keep flammable liquids near a space heater. And uh, mobile homes, which I'm sure, unfortunately, have probably used the most portable heating devices, should use only vented, fuel-fired, or electric heaters. I had no idea that it would be 300 deaths per year. Well, and then you think about that, too. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and then 25,000 residential fires. So you're thinking to yourself, that's a lot of property damage just from somebody, unfortunately, being unable to heat their home uh, in any other way. One of the things, that, uh, too, in my research is there's a lot of help within uh, your community to help people with their utility bills because, you know, as natural gas prices raise and electrical prices raise, uh, it is difficult sometimes to keep up with that if you're on a fixed income or you're having some financial issues. So that would be my other tip as well. Always check with your local utility and see if there is a winter assistance fund. And I know uh, here where we record this show, there are a number of winter assistance funds, and they send out a little envelope with your utility bill. That's right. And that tends to get thrown in the trash. But if you think about it, if you're fortunate enough to be able to pay your utility bill, why not think about just throwing a $10 check? Because you really are helping some other people. Sometimes we're, we're a little cavalier. You know, we rush by the guy that's got the bell at the kettle. Not because we don't want to give, but it's just like, ah, I don't have time for this, and mm-hmm. I don't want to feel guilty that I haven't given. But something as simple as $5, $10 can make a hell of a difference. And it's a great point that uh, in your utility bill, when you're paying 
this time of year, $180 a month for Sometimes, your heat. Yes. What's an extra 10 bucks to right. just throw on the check and, and check the box and say, I would like to donate $10 to your uh, heating assistance fund? Um, because up until this conversation I've had with you, I would have thought, okay, great, I'll, I'll give $10 to the heating right. assistance fund to help some people stay warm. But now after talking to you, it's also going to help them use less space heaters, which cause 25,000 house fires and 300 deaths per year. Yeah, I mean, you look at those figures and you think, surely that is made up. But there are companies that do nothing but you know yeah. look at these types of, of statistics and then equate them to here's what's going on. And then your point's well taken. When you're paying that $180 bill, you have to say to yourself, man, if I didn't have any income coming in and then I get a $180 bill, yeah, and you, you clearly see why this happens. And I, I think, too, I always view any type of charity from a standpoint of we're all, most of us, thankfully, are fortunate enough to be able to live. You know, any given month, you might say, gosh, I wish I had that extra little money because I would have liked to have gone to this concert or, mm-hmm. you know, or done some luxury item. But in general, if you're making your ends meet, you have to say to yourself, we are so fortunate. But there's a number of people that, frankly, that is an issue. So, yeah, you really do think to yourself, gosh, if I could throw 10 bucks in that envelope and really help somebody because, hey, if your heat is turned off, that's a dire situation in the winter. Yeah, and I would say uh, with technology, uh, the new space heaters are, you know, they're almost, they're space age heaters, yes. the technology. So that, that lens, you know, I have uh, a room in the house that doesn't uh, get uh, enough of the heat. It's not, uh, there's not enough duct work. Right. So I'll have a space heater there. Um, and it's a newer one. So I think, oh, this is a nice way. It doesn't have the old, remember the old coils that yes. uh, almost looks like a toaster Yes, <laughs> where you actually see the heating coils. So if you have a newer one, then your confidence level goes up and you're thinking, oh, this is new. So therefore it is safe. So I'll just turn it on high and leave the room. Right. You, you know, I did a little research on that. And that is a very common scenario. As you said, this area of the house doesn't get heated as well. So I'm going to use a space heater and I'll use a new kind of a quartz-based heater. Mm-hmm. They're nice, but you still have to follow the safety rules. And the safety rules, believe it or not, are in place. Once again, you want to plug it in with the cord that's provided with the heater. You want to have some supervision with it. And with some luck, hopefully that heater is not sitting on uh, on or near a flammable surface. Blankets, carpets, Flammable material, flammable yeah. uh, liquids, uh, can of hairspray. I mean, you really got to think it's what is around the space about. Yeah. And to your point, uh, read the directions. Read Absolutely. those directions before you even plug it in. Yeah. Even we use a, a, I, I work in a, a really drafty office, and uh, we have a portable quartz heater that we use to keep a bathroom so that the water doesn't freeze. And you're right. I mean – after reading about this, that's the first thing I checked was, you know, are we really observing the safety rules for this heater? Because it's a beat up old factory building, but obviously you don't want to fire anywhere, yeah. you know, so. I know that office. And yes, you're right. They should be shut down. <laughs> I'm saying if my previous employer is hearing this, they should be ashamed of themselves. But it does show you that, like you said, that, 
even in a situation where there's forced air heating, you may use one of these heaters in a supplemental fashion. And once again, you don't want to become part of the 200 and uh, or 25,000 fires. You want to try and uh, yeah reduce mm-hmm. that risk. Uh, so I think it is a very interesting time of the year to think about that. The other thing to think about, too, is depending on what model heater you have, um, this is from the old science fun facts, but if you have a combustion-style heater, and there's two different styles, electric and combustion-style heaters, you ha- can potentially have a carbon monoxide problem because with ignition comes carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide famously is why you should get your furnace checked every year because incomplete combustion can cause carbon monoxide to enter your home. And you probably have heard that it's not a bad idea to have a carbon monoxide detector in your home because it really is the silent killer. You can't detect it through any kind of smell. And if it builds up to a certain point, you could become unconscious. And if it builds up to a point past that, uh, it can actually be fatal. And those are some of the the stories that I think are particularly heartbreaking during the winter heating season when, you know, people are actually overcome from carbon monoxide. And that's one of the factors in this uh, space heater equation. If you are using a combustion style heater, make sure you're using it in a ventilated area. And that's another thing you don't want to mix and match. If, if you're not sure uh, you know, like we've always said, check the label, make sure you're observing the safety rules. You can look up any model, anything on the internet, mm-hmm. make sure you're not using the improper heater because you'd hate to subject your family to that kind of risk. And it's tough to say, make sure it's well ventilated. Sure. So you want it, it it's counterproductive. I need a space heater, but I'm going to open up the windows right. to make sure it's well ventilated. And the 300 uh, number you gave when you started talking about this, uh, 300 deaths per year, I assumed were fire related. But now after hearing this fact, some of them are carbon monoxide them are carbon related carbon monoxide because of related. the venting. Yeah. And you have to use the right heater. And of course, we're telling you these stories like, you know, we've been in the portable heater business forever. This is just something that from the research that I did for this, you go, this is kind of eye-opening because think about how oftentimes you go, hey, I wish things were a little toastier. Um, A lot of uh, homes sometimes will have, instead of a fireplace, they'll have that electric fireplace. Mm -hmm. The reason why they use the electric fireplace is because it doesn't have the traditional combustion. It doesn't produce carbon monoxide. But if you have a uh, gas-fired fireplace, potentially, because it is combustion-oriented, you should be aware that you could have a carbon monoxide problem. So having a detector in the home is never a bad idea, especially if you have kids. We will put a link to this article with these tidbits and safety information uh, in this uh, heater space heater awareness sort of time frame that we're in here this winter uh, on the website adamritzshow.com. Thank you, Jay, for that update on space heaters. Uh, you're listening to the Adam Ritz Show with uh, our guest Jay Baker in the house, as they say, <laughs> and uh, we're talking public affairs and having some fun. Um, you can contact me through Twitter. I'm at Adam Ritz and uh, on Instagram at Adam Ritz Show. Uh, Jay, uh, social media, what do you have? Uh, right now, Facebook only, but I've always said, you know, I need for you to personally update my uh, social media empire. 
I will, I am in the dark ages. I admit it. I will help you uh, set up some Twitter and fa- uh, Instagram. Uh, you have Facebook already. If you search under Jay Baker, you'll find them. That's right. And you know, since you brought up social media, I'll uh, touch on a story that uh, happened recently at uh, high school, um, uh, Garen High School, um, Catholic High School, and I do uh, social media sort of uh, awareness presentations with high school athletes, student athletes, as well as college and even pro uh, athletes to talk about how the device in your hand is actually a little miniature $25 million TV station and that your social media is, in fact, broadcast media. That's kind of the message. There's your 60-minute presentation in six seconds. Social media is broadcast media. So whatever you put on your phone, whatever you upload to your social media platform, just imagine it's going to be on Jimmy Fallon later that night. Correct. Or with Lester Holt will be talking about it. ESPN, uh, Deadspin, Barstool Sports, somebody, TMZ, somebody will get a hold of your content and broadcast it to even more people through their social media slash broadcast media platform. So uh, that brings me to a story of some cheerleaders who went to great lengths to write their own lyrics to a popular rap song about one of their classmates that they didn't really like. And this is a very classic case of social media bullying. So the cheerleaders on camera, on video, change the words to the song. They're brutal. They're graphic. And it's terribly nasty to this classmate they have. Um, It was on Facebook. It has gone viral. The whole planet is now talking about this video. Uh, I don't uh, encourage or advise you advise you to search this video out, but you can if you if you right. search what we've been talking about. Um, and in this day and age, it's it's so hard for me to believe that there are there are still there's still a mentality that you can do something terribly nasty and damaging to your own character, and put a victim on the line by damaging. Uh, their psychological um, state of mind with, you don't know what point of uh, depression they might be in or dealing with, and all of a sudden they've got this video online about them. And the Uh, original intent. unbelievable. Yeah, and I'm going to guess the original intent was to show, look how clever we are, and then they end up absolutely devastating somebody it's, it's and then tough. bringing a level of negativity to themselves. I've seen the video and it's it's hard to imagine what the original intent was. Although I agree with you that a lot of social media mishaps start from the premise of how funny, how many likes can I get? How funny can I right. be? And then all of a sudden it goes, it goes wrong. This from the outset was a um, terrible decision on these young ladies part to, to bully somebody. Um, through video, through social media that has now gone broadcast. Uh, there is talk of expulsion. This is uh, this, this just happened, so there's no right. resolution to this case yet. Um, it's just a great example for everyone listening, and m- myself included, you too, Jay, that whatever you do on your social media platforms is for the entire world to see. So when your character's on the line and people that don't know you that's the only thing they have to go by. Whether you're trying to get a job, whether you want to get a promotion in five years from the job you just got, they will factor in all accounts of your character, including what you've posted online. We saw it recently with the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, he, he wrote something when he was 13 years old in 2010 that has come back to haunt him because he won the, the Heisman Trophy. So the, the more 
the the farther you go down your career path and the the larger you get in your industry, the more people are going to be looking into your past, into your social media. And the young kids especially need to realize that this stuff is permanent and it's out there forever. So if you're listening to the show and you've got kids, you just sit down. Let them know that that device in their hand is a $25 million TV station, and whatever they write or post will be seen by the entire planet. And that's the only thing the planet will have to judge their character on. Yeah, that's a great point. And as you, you've said, too, and, and I think your insight on social media is very strong, but you know, you're posting on Facebook – and let's face it, face you know, Facebook is an accessible tool for people in their forties, fifties, sixties. It's great, you know, keep in touch. Hey, here's Aunt Sally, and she's playing golf with her husband, and isn't that great? They're all getting around. You and I both know the flip side to Facebook is posting wasted at uh, at this party. Look how much fun we're having. Well, what happens when this person six months later? applies for a job somewhere and it's like, hey, that's nice that you've got Aunt Sally on there, but about four posts back, you're wasted at some kind of party, not maybe necessarily the type of person we're looking for in our organization, but thanks for playing. Yeah. These young ladies are, I'm going to guess, between 16 and 18 years old in the video. And I guarantee you, and I don't know if they've thought about this yet, I guarantee you it will cost them uh, opportunities over the next 70 years of their life. There will be a job that they don't get because of this video. There will be an opportunity that they will not even be considered for because of this video that is attached to their name when you search their name in Google. Well, think about what you just said. You're young. You can make a, a poor decision. In the case of our Heisman Trophy winner, hey, you're 12, 13 years old. You're Thoughts are not fully formed, but because you did it on Twitter, now it's part of your permanent record. These cheerleaders, as you said, made a tactical error in bullying somebody. Sadly, people get bullied all the time in high school, but now this is a permanent reflection that you are a mean person because mm -hmm. look at what extent you went to bully, and then it, it goes viral. So it's like it just – it's a bad situation for everybody. And just what you just said to me is, is uh, it really gives you a pause. 70 years potentially of bad influence. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you think about it, if you made this decision as a 17-year-old cheerleader, rightly so, in your mid-40s, you may go, gosh, I really do think much differently. Well, you're going to have to defend your actions of 17. Mm -hmm. You and I did plenty of boneheaded things as 17-year-olds. Thankfully, we didn't tweet them out or put them on Facebook or YouTube. I, I would suspect you are especially lucky that they did not have Twitter or Facebook in 1975. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very lucky. And you're right. And it does cause for me to reflect on, please make better decisions, especially when it's on your permanent record. Well, even still, like in uh, in a thousand years, in 2,000 years, when, you, when they look back in the course of human history and human communication, we are still in the absolutely baby steps, baby stages of not only social media and email, but the internet. 
Right. So we're still just learning how to communicate through these platforms. And uh, I think it's a, a great case study. It's a it's a teaching tool for all of us. This, this is a terrible tragedy for the victim involved, the person yes. bullied, the ladies that made the video. But it's a way for the rest of us to learn how not to use social and broadcast media. Isn't it an interesting uh, intersection, too, of technology and then the concern about the overall narcissism level in our society, because mm-hmm. why does everybody want to be, why do you want your video to go viral? Because it's, hey, look at me. We do live in a society where you go, hey, Beyonce, she gets to be, hey, look at me every day. I'm Joe Smith, Everyday USA. Hey, look at me. Unfortunately, you do something and it just turns out to completely backfire from you. Much in the same way these guys now that you have to uh, have the over-the-top wedding proposal. Oh, yeah. So some guy accidentally burned down part of a national forest. Right. Not a good idea. (laughs) But you go viral, but for the wrong reasons. She said yes. (laughs) We're both in jail now. You know what? I... uh, I want to bring up a story that is a great transition from you bringing up uh, Forest Fire. Uh, there is a uh, concert coming up on January 13th I want to hit on in the few minutes we have remaining. Uh, it's called Rock for Relief, and it's in Los Angeles. And listen to these bands playing. Uh, with the recent California wildfires, 100% of the proceeds from this concert will go to uh, the California Wildlife, I'm sorry, Wildfire Relief Fund. Uh, here are the, here's some of the bands. Glenn Phillips, Mike Mills from REM, uh, Mark McGrath from uh, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. And I think he's also the host of uh, some sort of entertainment show. Yeah, he or, he, yeah, he's very charismatic and attractive, so he's able to be on television. Yeah, yeah. he looks, I mean, he's in his 40s now. He still looks like he's 22. Uh, Billy Morrison, Peter Beckett. Holy from cow. Player, you remember? Yeah, baby, come back. <laughs> uh, Elliot Lurie, who may or may not be a household name, but when I tell you he was the lead singer of Looking Glass, that sang "Brandy, You're a Fine Girl," you'll be yeah. like, "Oh, you'll never That's forget the name song, yeah. Elliot Lurie again." Uh, Greg Holden, uh, Brother Sal, there's there's some great acts uh, performing at this show. It's January thirteenth. For our West Coast audience, or if you're looking for a great road trip, head out to the theater at Ace Hotel in Los Angeles uh, this month. It's January on the 13th. It's uh, it's going to be a great show, and it's um, uh, all that, that's the fun thing about this. All the proceeds, every single cent bought from a ticket to go to this show is going to go to California Wildfire nice. Relief. And you probably have seen some of the footage of just the sheer level of devastation, and it was everybody from celebrities to just people that have lived in these areas all their life have lost everything. You know, we we talked about fires in conjunction with space heaters, but if you knew there was a forest fire or, you know, these brush fires were coming to your home, it really is that that age-old question, what would you rescue? Because it's you're probably going to be three or four trips and whatever will fit in the back of your car, and that's it. And you've got to leave everything else behind. That's a very difficult decision. What would you take? Ah, it's a good question. You know, I've I've got a handful of things that are really special to me. Uh, I, you know, and you always say, would you know, you've got to obviously scoop up your pets, and you've got to, you know, uh, your high school letter jacket. Let's face it, you know, living in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there are a couple of things I, I don't. 
you know, I guess I've never really thought totally what you would do, but I can't imagine the horror of standing in your living room and going, am I going to save these photos? Am I going to take this photo album? Yeah. Am I going to, you know, uh, am I going to take my electric guitar out the door? I mean, you know, it's it's it would be a very difficult decision. I uh, know Peter Beckett from Player through another show I host called Yacht Rock Radio, and I had talked to him through these wildfires, and they had enough time to plan ahead for their exit um, right. and evacuation from their home. Uh, they their air quality was definitely affected, uh, and that's the thing about the wildfires. It wasn't just people that had their house burned down. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of injuries and deaths from smoke. Uh, inhalation. Right. Um, and he spent uh, a few hours dismantling his studio to save his equipment, to get his equipment uh, farther east away from the wildfires. So, so the musicians, right? they have to, they had, and I'm sure he saved his, you know, personal effects and photos and stuff and awards over the years, but um, that's the way he makes a living. So it's, that was his decision. To maybe let the house burn down, I got to save the studio though. So right. we got all of his equipment out of the house because I talked to him. Um, well, I, you know, I'm in a part of the country where I'm not affected by wildfires, so right. I uh, emailed him and said, "Hey, can you get me? We're working on a project together, and I needed him to email me an audio file." And he emailed back and said, "I can't do it right now. My studio is dismantled and in, uh, is in a different location wow. because well, of the fires." And, can and then you I imagine, felt terrible for asking him. Yeah. Well, can you imagine living in a part of the world where you literally have to? say, I've got to set this up because at a moment's notice, I may need to evacuate my house. I mean, truly, uh, it's just a different way of life mm-hmm. for some people. And, and as you said, to be able to do a benefit concert to benefit those that have lost everything, because that would be scary and and something that a lot of people don't have to face. Well, we'll put a link uh, to this show, Rock for Relief, and how you can donate to the California Wildfire Relief Foundation and funding um, through uh, our website, adamritzshow.com. You can email me anytime you like, adam at adamritz.com. And again, I'm at Adam Ritz on pretty much all social media platforms. Uh, We thank you for joining us on this edition of the show. And if you have any public affairs content or ideas, let us know. Jay, as always, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on the show. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.